The Gospel according to St. John, the 17th chapter. Praise to you, O Lord. After Jesus said this, he looked toward heaven and prayed, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that your Son may glorify you. For you granted him authority over all people, that he might give eternal life to those who have give, you have given him. Now this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God in Jesus Christ whom you have sent. I have brought you glory on earth by finishing the work you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world began. I have revealed to you those whom you have gave me out of the world. They were yours, you gave them to me, and they have obeyed your word. Now they know that everything you have given me comes from you. For I gave them the words you gave me, and they accepted them. They knew a certainty that I came from you, and they believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I am not praying for the world, but those you have given me, for they are yours. All I have is yours, and all you have is mine. And glory has come to me through them. I will remain in the world no longer, but they are still in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them by the power of your name the name you gave me, so that they may be one, as we are one. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. <clears throat> our sermon this morning comes from our gospel reading of St. John, the 17th chapter. And I pray that God would enlighten your hearts and your minds to know the height and the breadth and the depth of the love of God that he has for you in his son, Christ Jesus. Amen. During this pandemic, we're living in troubling times. Families and friends isolated and separated. People out of work our economy on the verge of collapse. First responders and hospital workers putting their lives in danger each and every day. Yes, these are troubling times. However, on a more of a lighthearted and positive note, one thing that's come out of this pandemic is my wife and I are caught up on all of our TV shows. And one of the TV shows that we are caught up on is about a family who uh, got caught up in tax evasion. And the IRS took everything that they had. And they went from being uh, living a posh lifestyle in Beverly Hills to going to a rural countryside 
back, backwards town and having to live in a motel. Uh, this millionaire, his retired, well-renowned soap opera actress, and their two entitled children went from, instead of rags to riches, they went from riches to rags. And of course, this apparent disaster turned out to be a blessing in disguise because in the end, they learned what being a family meant. But in contrast to the sitcom of this family who went from riches to rags, Jesus volunteered to leave his riches and put on rags and come here to the cross at Calvary for you. He voluntarily did this for you. As Paul wrote to the Philippians, he said, Christ Jesus, who although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant, and being made in the likeness of men. Being found in appearance as man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even a death on a cross. Jesus emptied himself for one purpose and one purpose only, and that is to fulfill God's will by going to the cross and dying for you. And in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth and all living things. And he said that it was good. Jesus was also there in the beginning. He was a co-creator of the world with God. For Paul writes in Colossians, he says, he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him, all things were created, both in the heavens and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Even though God said when he created everything in the beginning that it was good, it was soon to fall apart. Our parents, Adam and Eve, after they partook of the tree of good and evil, sin and death entered the world. We now live in a fallen world. We can't even fathom what it was like in the beginning 
Christ knew that he came to be born in this world only to die for the world's redemption. And this brings us to our gospel text this morning. Jesus, after he looked up to heaven, he said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that the Son may glorify you, even as you gave him authority over all flesh, so that to all whom you have given him, he may give eternal life. Now, Father, glorify me together with yourself with the glory which I had with you before the world was. You see, Jesus' ministry had now been fulfilled, and he told his disciples that it was now time for him to go to the cross to face an excruciating death so that he may destroy sin, death, and the devil for all eternity. He came to restore and redeem the earth and put it in its rightful state. And so Jesus then asks the Father that he would return to his glory that he had in the beginning and will continue to have throughout all eternity. Jesus continued, he said, I have manifested your name to the men whom you gave me out of this world. They were yours, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Pastor, you might ask, what does it mean that they have kept your word? I remember on many occasions, Pastor, you told us that we're not promise keepers, but we're promise breakers. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Didn't we, just in absolution and confession, confess, most merciful God, we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone? We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. And we justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. Yes, this is true. And all have sinned. And all have fallen short of the glory of God. But pastor, you still haven't answered the question. What does it mean that they kept your word? Well, Jesus answers that, doesn't he, in our text this morning. He says, this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Now they have come to know that everything you have given me is from you. For the words which you gave me, I have given to them, and they received them and truly understood 
that I came forth from you, and they believed that you sent me. In other words, if you confess that for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on me, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. You see, Christ came into the world and fulfilled God's law perfectly in your stead. Now you have kept God's word because Jesus took your sins upon himself here at the cross at Calvary. And through the gift of faith, God has credited you with His righteousness. You are now justified before God and declared not guilty of all of your sins for Jesus' sake. And while we await our final glorification, awaiting Jesus' second coming, Peter warned us this morning in our epistle, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal among you which comes upon you for your testing as though some strange thing were happening to you. But to the degree that you share in the sufferings of Christ, keep on rejoicing so that also at the revelation of his glory, you may rejoice in exultation. If you are reviled for the name of Christ, you are blessed because the spirit of glory of God rests on you. You see, although the devil, who is like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour, God has given us all things in Christ that we may resist the fiery darts of the evil one. God says that you, he has girded your loins in truth. That is, every promise that God promises in his scripture is for you because God cannot lie. He has given you his breastplate of righteousness. Now you stand before God as righteous because you wear the robe of Christ's righteousness. You stand before God righteous because you stand in Christ's righteousness and not your own. He has shod your feet with the gospel of peace, knowing that your salvation is a free gift based solely on God's unconditional mercy and grace. Something that we didn't earn, nor do we deserve. God has given you His shield of faith Believing that it is a gift of God in receiving salvation and the forgiveness of all of your sins. 
This is not by your doing. This is by his doing of what he did here on the cross for you. He has given you his helmet of salvation, which is the word of the Spirit. Christ promised that he would send the Holy Comforter. The Spirit of Christ dwells in you this very moment. The Holy Spirit to guarantee that you will cross the finish line. All of these gifts that God has given you will assure you that you will be able to withstand all of the fiery darts of the evil one. And on that final day, Satan will be cast into the fiery abyss for all eternity. And you will be ushered into heaven for all eternity with God. And if this wasn't enough, Jesus is mediating for you and praying for you continually, even now, as in our text this morning, in Jesus' high priestly prayer, Jesus concluded, I am no longer in the world, and yet they themselves are in the world, and I come to you. And now he prays, Holy Father, keep them in your name, the name which you have given me, that they may be one, even as we are. In a sitcom, you can have some nice encouraging principles where a family goes from riches to rags and then discovers the closeness of what it means to be a family. However, Christ, on the other hand, volunteered to come down out of heaven, out of his glory, and put on rags only to put on riches again when he rose from the dead. And you too have put on riches. You've put on Christ's robe of righteousness, even though it may feel like you're wearing rags now. But you will soon be glorified and put on riches beyond your wildest dreams when Jesus returns and you will spend all eternity with him. In the name of Jesus, amen.